0: It's cremential again, and um, in the midst of all that's going on, those of you that are shut in, and there's some of us who uh, our jobs require that we go out in the midst of this, and I happen to work in a medical profession, so therefore I have to go out. But even in that, I just want to give you some some encouragement that best is yet to come, and that um, no matter what you may be going through at this time, I believe this is a time I was talking to a friend of mine who's a therapist about a week ago, well earlier this week, and I, well a couple of weeks ago we were talking, and I told her, I said it's as if God has pushed pause, he didn't cause the virus, didn't cause it to spread, And it's given a lot of wisdom to individuals, medical professions, and what have you, to ask people to watch, wash your hands, wear gloves, masks, do different things. And a lot of people have been ignoring it, I will admit. And, uh, or they thought, like me, that maybe they just had flu or something and uh, went on about their business and didn't realize the uh, severity of the situation. And, And even in that, you know, God's grace and mercy has been there to protect us. Like I said in a previous episode, not sure whether we had it. We just, my mother had the symptoms of COVID and it wasn't until they released the the list of the symptoms and she was getting better that we realized that's what she had. And uh, I'm grateful that for God's mercy and his grace and his healing power keeping her. God, I just want to encourage you that this time that you're at home, this is a time for us to reflect and to look back. I, I, the world has gotten so busy with technology and everything and constantly moving, at, moving that I think God said pause. And in the book of Psalms, when you read through it, there are certain passages where it says Selah, which means pause and calmly think of this. So whatever was said prior to that, when you see sila, sila means pause. Look at it. Meditate on it. Think about it. Re-examine it. Re-evaluate yourself where it, it is. And so it's like God said sila, pause. Pause. The nation needed to pause. Everything needs to pause. God is not trying to destroy people's jobs or the economy. That's not it. He's not the one that started this and made it spread. But in this situation, in order to keep us safe, medical professionals have said, shut in, distance yourself. And God is saying, in that time that you're distancing yourself, I need you to pause, especially those that know me. Pause. And spend some time with me. Spend some time with those in your household. Because sometimes we get so that we don't know. We don't know the people that we sit across the table with. We don't. This is also a time when the hearts of people will be revealed. Like I said in a previous episode, I a week ago, I was in Walmart. A lady was trying to get a lot of toilet paper. I don't know why. I just, you know. She had carts and carts and stuff. And she began screaming and yelling because they wouldn't let her have but one or two big rolls, And they ended up having to call the police on her, three police officers and two security guards. And after they explained that she could go to jail, then she calmed down let them take the toilet paper. And I'm like, I mean, you got one or two options. You either buy the one, go to your car, come back in go to another register buy another one and go, if that's what you want to do, if you just got to have it, that much toilet paper or whatever. And I know that's greedy, but I'm just saying, if that's, if you just have to have it and there's a need, or if you're buying it for somebody else, then you do that. But I just, I'm amazed that people's, on one hand, people are becoming nicer and kinder. And on the other hand, you see people are becoming more vicious and, vile. And so I've been kind of wondering. And I, I looked and I saw in St. Matthew 13 and 30, um, Jesus said, "Let." he was telling the parable and the man had sowed seed and the servant said that these weeds have grown up and do you want to pull it out? And he said, the uh, owner of the field said, let the wheat and terror both grow together until harvest, and at the time of harvest, I will tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and bind them into bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into the barn, into my barn. And this is kind of like a time where guys, like I'm separating and showing the hearts of people. Hebrews four and twelve said, the word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And the more the word you meditate on, the more God will show you people's hearts. They're an intent. He will speak to you inwardly and let you know. He will. The more you meditate on him, the more you meditate on his word. He will instruct you. He will lead you in the way that you should go. And it's an encouragement for us as we spend time in him we get to know him. I talked in previous episodes at the beginning of the year on 2020 and clarity and the Lord said so this was a year of clarity and a vision. And it is in the midst of chaos. God is giving us clarity. Things are becoming a lot clearer. You're seeing people a lot more for who they really are. And you're going to see them a lot more. You're going to hear things that you, the individuals, are, they're going to be surprised they said it, but it was in their heart so it came out. You're gonna see the good and the bad. And this is a year where you may have to distance yourself from people. I think that's why the distancing thing came in. It's a time for us to see, because you're gonna see what people's motives are, what they're really into, what they're really not into. And it's a time where you shouldn't panic, you shouldn't feel bad. Thank God that you're seeing with clarity. And it's the time of God will show you what's in your own heart. And you may screw up. You may make a mistake. I have screwed up. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of glory of God. I have done that. I have done that. Over and over again, I've done that. I am not perfect. I had one lady tell me when you were talking, and I was telling her some things that I've gone through and some things the Lord had showed me, and she was like, people should just be on your presence. And I'm like, huh? I have to take a bath every morning when I get up out of bed. So I'm not all powerful because I need to take a bath in the morning when I get up out of bed just like everybody else. There's no being in my presence. I didn't do anything great. He did. If I do something right, it's because of him. Not because of what? I mean, not because of Cree because Cree will do something dumb in a minute just like everybody else. But His grace, His grace is sufficient. And that's one of the things the Lord has told me, that His grace is sufficient, His strength is made perfect in our weakness when we're going through. It's His grace, and I'm grateful for that. Because without it, and that scripture is found in 2 Corinthians 12, 6 through 10, where He talks about my grace is sufficient, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Apostle Paul was going through something. He said that God, to keep him from getting lifted up, A thorn of flesh was given to him. didn't say God gave it, but God was using this opportunity to teach Paul. And he prayed and asked God to remove it, and it didn't at those times because he said, my grace, my mercy, my love is sufficient. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. I got you. I'm going to take you through this. I got you. So didn't say that God was refusing to deliver him. He didn't deliver him at that time, just like in Daniel, I think it's chapter 3, with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were thrown in, getting ready to be thrown into the fiery furnace for praying and refusing to bow down to the Goliath. And they told the king, first they told the king, Oh, King, live forever. Our God, who we serve, is able to deliver us from you in this fiery furnace. But if he chooses not to, Whatever reason, we're not bowing. So they were thrown, the furnace was heated seven times hotter than it ought to be. And it was so hot that it killed the men that threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fiery furnace. But while they were in there, God got in there with them. And Nebuchadnezzar said it looked like the Son of God, one who looked like the Son of God. And the heat burnt their the bands that had them tied, but not them. And so, of course, the king commands that they be brought out, that they get out of the fiery furnace. Shadrach, Meshach come out. They're not singed. They're not burnt. They didn't have a smell of smoke on them. God protected them in it. So I'm telling you, just like with Noah and the Ark, he had him get a all dark. He had him to warn the people. They didn't listen. Noah gets in there with his family. All those animals. God seals them up. He protects them from the flood. Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot. God sent the angel because of his relationship with Abraham to Lot. Telling Lot, get your daughters, get your sons, get them out of there. Lot had two daughters there, but when they said sons in law, like kind of lets you kind of think that maybe he had a couple of daughters that were already married that were in the city. And the people laughed at him. So, what does Lot do? Gets his wife. The angel takes his, Lot, his wife, and the daughters, and sends them away. Lot asked, he told them to go to the mountains. And uh, Lot asked him to go to the next city. And they go. And then, as they're going, The wife looks back. The angel tells him not to look back, and she looks back and turns to a pillar of salt. So it rains on fire, and brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah, and destroys it. But Lot was saved. All the way through, one of the most interesting things, passages that I love in the Bible, it talks about the children of Israel. He sends Moses to them. And uh, tells him that he's going to deliver them. And he goes to Pharaoh and asks to let his people go. Moses, Moses goes and asks to let the people go, him and Aaron. Pharaoh refuses. What ends up happening is all these plagues. And then Pharaoh decides in chapter 12 that he's going to uh, told Moses to leave and not come back because 11 and 12, he tells them to leave and not come back because, you know, he threatens to kill them, basically. And so Moses said, you'll never see my face again. So Moses leaves and God sends him to the people, tells them to get into their house that they are to choose an anna, a lamb and uh, they are to put the blood on their doorpost. They are to roast the lamb and eat this lamb with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They are not to come outside their door. And every house that has the blood on it, the death angel will pass. They are not to leave it until morning. He says, they are not to eat the meat raw or cooked in water, but to roast it over the fire. And they're supposed to eat the legs and all of it. Anything that is left, they're to burn it. And he said, the blood will be assigned for you on your houses where you are. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you while I strike Egypt. So he said, this is a day. You are to commemorate for generations to come to celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. And they took hyssop and dipped the blood in the basin, put the blood in the basin, and dipped it on their, forest, their door frames. He said, When the Lord goes through the land and strike the Egyptians, he will see the blood on the top and on the sides of the door frame, will pass over the doorway, and, and he will not permit the destroyer to enter your house to strike you. And at midnight, Verse 29 it says the Lord struck down all the firstborn of Egypt from the head of Pharaoh, from the firstborn of Pharaoh to the prisoners in the dungeon. And there was great wailing all out through Egypt. But the children of Israel were safe because they had the blood on the doorpost. So I'm telling you now, no matter what you're going through, put your faith in the word of God and the blood of Jesus, apply it over your home and your doorposts, wherever you are. God will keep you and preserve you and keep you safe. You got to trust him. But you also have to follow instructions. God puts our leaders, uh, the mayors and the governors and the medical professions, professionals, they know. Follow the instructions, the clean hand washing, the mask, the gloves, whatever you need to do. I know some people may not be able to find disinfectants or alcohol if you can get your hands on Clorox some kind of cleaner, do what you can with what you've got, and God will keep you and help you to do the rest. This is Cree Mitchell saying, I love you. God bless you. I'm speaking health and healing over you. Father God, we ask right now that you touch them. We speak health and healing over them. We bind any hurt, harm, and danger that will come to them or their families or mine. And we decree wholeness and health right now in Jesus' name. This is Cree Mitchell. I want to let you know that God loves you and I love you. I want to encourage you. Email me, Cree, C-R-E, Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-7 at gmail.com. Let me know how you're doing if you're enjoying this podcast, if God's done something for you. I'd like to hear from you. God bless you. I love you. Have peace.